Welcome back to the Friendly Shake on Sports podcast. I'm your host, Hassan. The first week of the NFL season has finished up, and it didn't disappoint. Here's my co-host, Austin. What were your takes from it? I thought it was a good week one. I thought there was a lot of fun games to watch. I thought there was a lot of high points. I thought there was some pretty bad lows, too. Uh, I told you I had a good week with... uh, I I made three bets, and they all hit. Um, But, yeah, it was a fun week, and it really has excited me for the rest of the football season. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting week. There were some great games, some high points for some teams, and some low points for some others. And starting from the low points, let's get right into that Jets-Bills game from last night where the entire NFL was stunned on their face. Are you a Jets fan? No, but I'm a New York fan where I want New York teams to do well. And I was a little excited to see Aaron Rodgers play for the Jets. I mean, I'm also a fan of great defenses, and that Jets defense has the potential to be one of those defenses that you don't forget. Well, it was studly, but you're absolutely right. Losing Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think that it takes them down a peg from potentially Super Bowl contending team to, I know some people are going to say 5-12, and not a very good team at all. I still think they could potentially make a playoff run, but it's going to be a lot more difficult of a season this year without Aaron Rodgers behind center. 100% 100% agreed. This team was 7-10 and 10 last year, and this year they had the second toughest schedule in the league. Mm. With Aaron Rodgers, they were easily a Super Bowl contender because he's worth four or five games. No, no disagreement there, no argument there. But now that he's gone, you can make an argument that they're probably the fourth best team because Mac Jones and the Patriots, they look good against the Eagles. The Bills obviously look terrible against the Jets, but... A lot of teams are going to look bad against that Jets defense. Yeah. And the Dolphins looked like they didn't miss a beat last year from when Tua was hurt. Yeah. He came back and was playing amazing. They're probably just knee-jerk reaction, probably the fourth best team in that division. I think it's a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction, but that being said, you watch the Dolphins play, and as long as you don't overreact to the Bills' struggles week one— you have to acknowledge the fact that the Patriots just took the Eagles the distance. They definitely did. It was a good game. And um, I still like the Jets to do well. So I'm not saying that they're going to be at the bottom of the AFC because I think their division is stacked, but they have a hard road ahead this season. I think they can still win plenty of games, but we're going to see just how many they win. And it's I think Super Bowl's out of their range of outcomes now. Yeah, I agree. So, Speaking of the Bills. Yes, that was about to say. Let's go to the Bills. Um, What were your takes on Josh Allen? Because from what I saw, he was definitely getting his tunnel vision on when he was trying to find digs on every throw. And if he didn't find digs, he was running himself. I'm honestly not worried. This is the same thing we've seen from Josh Allen the past two, three years. He's very Brett Favre-like. He definitely, you know, forces the issue, makes turnovers, uh, but it's also how he's been productive. It's how he's had some of his successes. At the same time, yeah, this usually happens too. This issue has come up the past few years, and at times it's been the reason why they haven't been able to make that football Super Bowl push that they are definitely good enough to make. Um, But in terms of my worry level about Josh Allen, I'm not worried at all. It's week one. We just watched a bunch of quarterbacks struggle during this week. It does happen. Yeah, him being the probably biggest name. There's a bunch of big names that struggled this week. Yeah, there were. Josh Allen was still the biggest. Him and Mahomes were probably the two biggest. Burrow. Burrow as well. Those. I'm sorry, yeah, you're right. Those three... They struggle the most, but at the same time, well, I'm not counting Detroit's defense because they've got a good defense, but they're not at the same level as Cleveland or New York. Yeah. What do you think about the rest of the game? Went to overtime? I was... Return touchdown. You know, it was kind of funny because the Bills made all those jokes about not having the ball the first time when they lost to Mahomes in 13 seconds, and this time they get the ball first and they get a three and out, 
and it still ends very quickly with a punt return. So it's ironic how they lose these games in overtime fashion. Um, it's great for the Jets. Honestly, after that Rodgers injury, that stadium, that team, that city needed something to look forward to. Needed it. And it was a rookie. Yes. I think that was awesome that he got that return. And I actually blinked when I first saw it on TV because I'm like, yeah, wait, you just ran it into. I was stunned. I'm like, holy crap. Well, I mean, the Jets are still going to be fun. Yeah. Brees uh, Hall looked great. I mean, they didn't deserve to lose that game. That's for damn sure. No. Josh Allen, again, like you said, three interceptions. That defense showed up, and then the offensive pieces that needed to work worked. Brief little guys, and Garrett Wilson did fine. Yeah. And he, he was the number one receiver for this team. I know Zach Wilson only threw for like 147 yards or something. Yeah. A touchdown and an interception. But, you know, that's Zach Wilson type ball. He's going to hopefully get things into the flow. He's going to go back 20 yards and make a 40-yard pass, only go three yards. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's him. So let's move on to some other big games. I think, uh, what were your opinions on Kansas City and Detroit really quickly? Uh, yeah, I, I barely even watched that game just because it was... That's why I brought it up really quickly. I mean, so I have this opinion of the Chiefs that I've had for the past couple of years where they just don't really take the season seriously all the time and then maybe they'll start to do it midway through the season i definitely think they started off taking it kind of seriously and then they were like oh this is the lions and they're good but not great but the lions have pieces the lions have that dog in them Evan ross st brown might be a top five wide receiver in the NFL and he I, plays like he did all I told you about Aiden Hutchinson last time. Yeah. That he's going to get defense to the player of the year boats. And that game showed it. I don't think he had a sack, but he just destroyed that offensive line. It came to the point that the Chiefs were technically quote-unquote cheating <laughs> every well, single false start and not getting called for false starts because you have to do something against Aiden. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of QB pressures. I saw one video they were talking about it. His stances were giving away yep. what they were doing, whether it was going to be a run play or a pass play. Yep. I don't know what's going on there, but it's... Saggy's going up. Yeah, the coach needs to have a little chat with him. Also, it shows that no matter how good your quarterback is, you need some type of good receiver, at least one. Yeah. Oh, 100%. No, I mean, the Chiefs could go without help because they still had Kelsey last year. Yeah. Now you got no Hill and no Kelsey. Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony did. did, did. Let's not bring up Kadarius Tony. Why not? It's hilarious. It. Yeah, it's hilarious, but it's yeah. He needs a new nickname. I mean, I think you. I I kind of picture that Mario ghost with the gloves floating. Oh God, that's funny. It's, but I kind of picture him without the gloves, but his arms are there instead, and he just can't see the ball or catch anything. I mean, this guy more. Hopefully, it'll be something. I they they got to figure out something mm-hmm. because those two guys, Sky Moore is a sophomore. Kadarius Tony though, you. He was dropping everything. Yeah, it was undone. Let's go to the uh, Sunday, the yeah. early games, because that's when I really came. I was about to say, yeah, um, you really brought up the Bengals, I mean, the Browns-Bengals game and talked about that Browns defense yeah. being a top five defense. Yeah, I I loved that team going into the season, not because of Deshaun Watson, because of the defense and because of my belief in Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper and the potential of David Njoku, which we've been waiting on for a few years, we'll see if it happens this year. But, I mean, the Browns' defense, it might be the best in the league come the end of the year. God bless Jim Swartz, a new defensive coordinator, Oh yeah, for coming in and trying to appreciate it as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. He did the same thing in Philly. Uh, I think he did the same thing with Tampa for the one year he was there. I yeah. think. I mean, he just comes in there and changes the D line, makes them aggressive right from the beginning. Well, did you watch the game? I I saw bits and pieces of that game. I was so yeah. in another game. Yeah, I was like, I'm about that. <laughs> so I was watching. Obviously, Miles Garrett had a great game. Yeah, uh, PFF rated him extremely high, along with Grant Delpit, which isn't even their best defensive back. And he was out there acting like he 
belongs in all pro conversations. And there's probably four or five guys on this team that belong in that conversation. But honestly, a guy that I spoke about very briefly beforehand uh, last year on the Vikings, Zadarius Smith, mm-hmm. 10 sacks, 24 quarterback hits all last season. Yeah, you told me that, and that surprised me. First play of the game, he got to Joe Burrow. Yeah. First play. Well, that offensive line, I don't know what it is about the Bengals' offensive line, but they always start out really bad at the beginning of the season. Mm. And I don't want to give the Bengals a complete pass on this game because it's the first time Burrow's played in four weeks with that calf strain he Yeah. And... But at the same time, this team is still there from last year. The receivers are still the same. The O-line's kind of the same. You expected them to come out of the gates a little bit bigger. Granted, I think a lot of that also has to do with Jamar Chase calling the Browns the L's. And then, I'm sorry, you do that. You better better put up or shut up. That team's good, man. They probably got the best secondary in the league. I will have the best. Yeah. I will say, I think Joe Burrow, it was just Russ. He was just covered in it. But I that's don't. secondary. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I do think him being sluggish has a lot to do with it as well. I do think that if Joe Burrow is there playing at his peak, he can put 20 points up on that defense. Because, I mean, this is an offensive league and you have that many weapons on your team. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon's on Jim that team. Yeah, they, Irv Smith Jr. is a breakout candidate for this year at the tight end. Yeah, they still have Tyler Boyd as well. He's yeah. a solid slot guy. It's just, he he just opened up and he was rusty. He doesn't play well in Cleveland for some reason. No, actually, I think he's lost seven straight or five straight something like that. But he's, he's lost a lot of games. Yeah. I don't think he's won a game in Cleveland yeah. in the last three or four years. I want to say it might be six straight. And I think this was uh, considered Joe Burrow's worst game of his career, one of his worst games of his career. Uh, but he's still no, awesome. But he's 82, I think. He's, yeah. But yeah, same freaking thing. No interceptions. So still limiting turnovers, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. So he's just got to get the wheels back on. I mean, yeah. Okay. I think this team will do a lot better. This is a December team similar to the Chiefs when we said. Yeah. They really put it together when it matters. I mean, they're going to start out kind of slow, but by the end of the season, they'll still they'll be, be a 11 and win. We would talk about their uh, rivals, the team that you probably believe will win this division and I think will finish third. Well, I never said they would win the division. Well, you know, I'm trying to hype your team. I know. I, know, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers-49ers game. Listen, I came into that game thinking, like, we it was a long shot for us to win, but the preseason hype was there, the defense was doing well, and it started out in the worst way possible. Right away, we were down 7 nothing. a quick 3 and out. It was the classic Matt Canada offense that we've known to love and hate, and mostly hate. And right after that, they got another touchdown. Brandon Ayuk had a great-ass game. I mean... Patrick Peterson said he could tell Purdy's tells. I don't think you should say that unless you're picking off the frickin' guy. Yeah, Purdy had a pretty good game. Yeah, sorry if I get a little emotional there because, you know, this is my team. and He didn't lose a step. No, he didn't. That UCL injury he had didn't look like he had a problem. No, he, he, he looked very good, and uh, I have him on one of my fantasy teams. I'm in a two-quarterback league, and... I drafted four quarterbacks because everyone went so heavy on everything else. Yeah. Purdy's one of my bench guys. Might use him for trade bait. Might not. Might start him. He's a, he, he might finish the season as a top 10 quarterback this year. They've got weapons everywhere. I think he's going to not get MVP votes, but I think he's going to be on that list of like, you know, top 20 guys that have odds to win the MVP. Yeah, I put him there. He looks better than last year. He played a full game against a Steelers defense, and he put up 30 on them. Yeah, granted, half that was McCaffrey when he ran for Steelers. But no, Purdy did amazing. He he runs in that offense. Yeah, I mean, this is the reason why we picked the San Francisco 49ers to be a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. That team doesn't miss a beat. And did you know not see Purdy? They got $48 million in their cash space to spend money on. Good Lord. That's what happens when you get a seventh rounder they quarterback. They have like three of the highest paid positions. That's because they're paying their quarterback. 
That's true. That's a fair point. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something to look at when the trade season, when the trade deadline comes up. That's a good point. So, but I'd have to search my super pick. We're going to go, I'm going to talk about this very briefly, but the only high points I saw from the Steelers team was TJ Watt. He had three sacks, two forced fumbles, almost had a third forced fumble recovery. Um, almost, a, I'm sorry, a second forced fumble recovery, except for Purdy somehow snuck it behind his back and got it. Uh, a stud. Yeah. The other big news was Joey Porter actually looked pretty good against Debo Samuel. He was one of your rookies? Yeah, he was the technically the first pick from the second draft, round in the draft. He's a Pittsburgh legacy kid. I mean, his bro- his father played for the Steelers and won a Super Bowl for us. He was a menace on the D-line. I want to see more from not only Joey Porter, but the Debo Samuel, just because two years ago, obviously, he had that, I think, 18, 1900 all-purpose yard season. Yeah. Last, uh, last year, it was a totally different story. He was a different wide receiver. So I'm curious if this year he does put up a good number, good year. Well, he put all right a lot more last year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Because they didn't have a running back. He also just did. He was, but it was a different year. Plus, they had. I, I want to see more from Debo. I also, I think Steelers fans should be optimistic mm-hmm. about this rookie. But it is also week one, so he's got, he's got to do it another 16 games. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. We're really worried about Cam Hayward. He hasn't been hurt in six years, and he tried coming back in that game from a groin injury. Losing him is going to be a big problem because now TJ can be double teamed. Yeah. Um, We got the Browns next week on Monday night, so. They're going to have to. We're going to have to figure something out to stop yeah. Nick Chubb. I'm not worried much about the passing game because I think we can play up to their receivers pretty well. I think so, too. But the running game is going to be the issue. Well, let's switch over. Speaking of running, (laughs) the Falcons played. Yeah, that was... And they are the same team as last year, where they run it way more than they throw it. That entire offense was Bijan Robinson, but also Tyler Algar got... Was it Algar or Algiers? Algiers, that's it. Thank you. I always mispronounce it, too, so... No, those two running backs are both, they're, the offense runs through them. Yeah. And Cordero Patterson's still there, too, so they could pass to him. Were you surprised that Drake London played 90% of the snaps and didn't have a catch? Does that say I, more about the quarterback? I were the side that thing. But J.C. Horn and the Panthers just shut him down Drake London. Desmond Ritter is bad. Yeah. He, he's, he's not... Like, I know that we were, like, talking about them last week, and this was a team that I did really feel that was going to win this week, and I don't feel any different having watched the Panthers play, but watching Desmond Ritter, because Drake London's a good wide receiver. He had a good season last year with Mariota. Yeah. That's something to know. Mariota and him actually did have a connection. Yeah. He did finish with, like... Is Ritter the issue? I don't know. Yeah. But... Dude has to find a way to connect to his receivers. He is, because it's not just Drake London had a bad bolt. Kyle Pitts also had a bad. He did, but he did make a couple of cool catches that put him in the red zone situation. But he had one or two catches. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And and I get it. You, You have a better running game. Yeah. So use your running game. But, dude, you have to make passes to your best receiver that is capable that is being compared to Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And if you're not going to use him or Kyle Pitts, then I, d- I don't know how long he has in that system. And the Falcons, thankfully, they're in a weaker division, but they might make the playoffs and then get rocked in the first round, or they might not make it at all, and they might lose out to a team that's barely 500. So then to put off your point about Desmond Murder playing bad, I put it at a 60-40 where I think it's 60% on him and yeah. the other 40% is the Panthers' defense. Because that defense is really good. Brian Burns is a great defense yeah. rusher. J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin. They've got, they potentially could have three all-pro defensive players on their team. Well, I don't think they're where they need to be right now. No. Because they can't stop the run. No, they can't stop the run. Passing-wise, they're great. Yeah. I think if they can get an interior tackle or someone, that's really going to help them out. Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, the best, honest to God, though, speaking of defense, and this is the one high point for the Falcons that I want to point up on the defensive side of the ball. No, you're not. Uh, is, yeah, Jesse Pitts. We talked about that, saying he was the big free agent pickup yeah. last week. Yeah, he, he, he's the top 10 safety in the league. That's going to help him out. He was the top, in my opinion, like, I know people are obviously going to put him as, like, defensive player of the week. Just give him the player of the week. You get two interceptions and a forced fumble. That's impressive. You get three turnovers. Yeah. And basically effectively stop an entire team's offense on your own. Like, TJ Watt, great week. Understand. I am not discounting that at all, but Jesse Bates, man. It's harder for a safety to do what he did than yeah. a linebacker to do what TJ Watt did. I agree. And I hope we see it all season long, because if we do... It's going to be crazy. Well, I think the Falcons fans are going to like their defense for once. I agree. Last point being, it is hit this young. Yeah, I was just about to say Bryce Young is yeah. a rookie. He didn't look bad. No, I think the issue with him is going like to be he looked like a rookie, but he looked better than other rookies we've seen in other years. I think his interceptions weren't terrible. They were rookie mistakes where he missed coverage. Yeah, um, he did have a touchdown throw in the game, which is great. But I think the issues we talked about last week were the issues that came out this week. Yeah, the wide receivers are a problem. Um, that offense runs through Miles Sanders. It does run through Miles Sanders, and if they can get oh, not a wide receiver one out of there, yeah, either in the draft the next couple of years or free agency or trade, they're going to elevate the team a lot. Yeah, uh, Mingo is a chance to be a number one. He has the potential for it, but I don't think he's got the potential. But I, uh, he needs to do something. He has the tangibility to be a number one yeah. receiver in the league. But I don't think it's going to happen this year because they're going to be running the ball a lot and they're going to put Bryce Young in favorable situations. I just haven't seen it from him yet. But at the same time, you're right. He's probably going to end up being the wide receiver one on this team because Adam Thielen was... He's like 35, isn't he? He's older. And, uh, I mean, he, he just didn't have... a really domineering presence on the field. DJ Chark, I don't, was he playing this week? Did he not play? I can't remember the top of my head. I think if, he did play. If he played, he didn't get any. No. He catches. I, like I said, I was watching the Steelers game for the most part until that game. There's a non-factor, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's uh, switch over to Jordan. Uh, actually, we'll skip that later on. We'll do another game right here. We'll do um, Seahawks-Rams. I was actually shocked the Rams won this game. Really? Yeah, I was thinking the Rams' defense. <laughs> well, no, I mean, everything went for the Seahawks to win this game. They were healthy. They had the better quarter. They had the better running back. They had the better wide receivers. They had the better, they had the better everything, really, outside of quarterback. It's not so much that the Rams winning surprised me, especially since they're missing Cooper. How they won? It was, yeah, they beat them by three scores. Yeah. I mean, we knew that Matthew Stafford coming back, I don't think either one of us thought Matthew Stafford was going to stay as, go through the struggles he had last year. Cooper Cup getting an injury right beforehand. Were we stressing a little? Yes. But yeah, to your point, I think the defense... Well, I think it was really shocking that Seattle actually had the lead at half. It was 13-7. Yeah. And then the Rams came along. 20 points unanswered for the Rams in the second half. Yeah. That, that says something. that I think Pete Carroll has got to probably be looking at his defense and say, how do we let a team that has no Cooper Cup? Cam Akers ran 22 times for 23 yards. Yeah. Uh, and somehow they still win this game. I mean, yeah. I mean, they lose this game and the Rams win. I mean... Who's who's their uh, the Rams other running back? I can't remember his. Uh, I can't remember his name either. Top of my head. Uh, so I think the Rams did a really good job infusing him well near the end zone. He ran he fifteen times yeah, for fifty-two he... yards. So the efficiency wasn't there, but they game planned well enough to get him in the end zone. And then Matthew Stafford getting the ball to these young receivers that they had. I think it was Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, both of them, especially Nakua, if I'm pronouncing that right, hopefully I am, both having 119 yards in receiving yards is nuts. And then Matthew Stafford, yeah, he didn't throw for a touchdown, but he didn't throw for an interception too. He threw for 334 yards. The dude 
looked great. He looked like he was, he was vintage staff. Yeah, exactly. Which is, is great football. Yeah, in my opinion, that's he's not, underrated as a quarterback. Oh, he's been hated on since he was playing yeah. for Detroit. But that's because it was Detroit back then, and he was the only good part. Yeah, true. Well, that and Kevin Johnson, but yeah, but that was the whole team. Personally, I think the big question for after this game, the only question you have to wonder is: I know I thought that I'd see some regression from Geno Smith. Um, he's leading an offense that is supposed to be making the playoffs and he leads them to 23 points. I want to see more from Gino just as a leader. Um, because if he can't get this offense going, then yeah, it could be that maybe last year wasn't something that he can repeat. I think the whole league and the whole every fan base wants to see him repeat, except for divisional rivals. Yeah, that's on him. But right now, there's just not enough there for me to think that he's going to do that successfully. You were talking to me a lot about one game. Yeah, it was the Jacksonville Colts game. That was the game I wanted to talk about. Well, okay. There's another game, but I want to talk about these guys first. Oh, yeah, because Jacksonville was one of our favorites to actually maybe challenge the Chiefs for the number one seed because of how easy their schedule was and how easy their division is. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is easily the best quarterback in that division. I would say they have the best wide receivers in Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram. We called Calvin Ridley. Yeah, we called Baffert and Travis Etienne and then Tank Bigsby. I mean, they've got the best offensive weapons. The biggest question mark is their defense, but... That it's game was a very big. It's not that big of a question mark, but I think they've got a lot of young defense players that yeah. really got to learn to play together. And Doug Peterson's the right guy to do that. Yeah. Some plays I definitely want to call out is um, Lawrence looked amazing. I think he. No lot. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. yeah. He looked like he was from last year in the playoffs. He didn't miss a beat. He was making throws. Him and Calvin Ridley already have a chemistry. The first half, they had 91 yards and a touchdown. I know in the second half, it got a little slow for them. I think that comes from them being a young team and not knowing how to keep the aggression on. And they got kind of stalled for a while and then picked it back up in the fourth quarter. But this is definitely a team that's a playoff team. I could Jags easily. Yeah, Jags. Yeah, sorry. I, I think they can make a challenge for the AFC title game. And Dang, that's high praise. Well, I, I be, that would be their season and schedule, I'm yeah. saying that, because they don't play a lot of tough opponents this year because of where they were at last year. Mm. Um, that, and I did like Anthony Richardson a good bit. I, yeah, I think he surprised me. I think he had the best rookie performance of the week. I think so, too. I didn't watch enough of the game because there was 80 TVs on. Yes. 37 games going on at the same time. But from what I did glance over at that game it seemed like it was usually anthony richardson it just he's so raw and he needs to grow into something like if he's playing the exact same a year later we're not going to be sitting here giving him the same praise but for a week one doing what you did against the Pro, the divisional favorite. Yeah, we're not going to scoff at that. You led them to twenty-one points. You lost by ten. That's not a blowout yeah. by any means. It's being competitive, and he did that his first game. Yeah, I was going to mention there was a crazy play in that game where Trevor Lawrence throws is in the middle of a pass and he gets a fumble, and DeForest Buckner picks it up. I'm sorry, uh, one of the uh, Jaguars players picks it up, and then Buckner takes it out of his hand. He picks up the ball and takes it in the end zone. That adds to their points for the Colts. They have a decent defense. They do have a decent defense. I think they've got a good, good amount of players now. I really wish Jonathan Taylor was playing on this team. Yeah. Him on this team, I think they could maybe give the Jags a run for the money for the division then. May- I would may say that. Well, no, so because of the division, so you have a chance because your division sucks. I still like the Jags a lot. Oh, I still love the Jags a lot more too, but you can make a small case that of. Anthony Richardson throws 200 yards a game, uh-huh. a touchdown interception. He ran for a touchdown as well. If he does that the whole season, they could go nine games. They could, yeah, they, yeah, they, they could go nine, ten games. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen either. But if they have a good running game and they can yeah. keep the other team's quarterback off the line, off the field. I think they need more than Michael 
for sure. Yeah, Pittman had a great game. Yeah, he did. He had a great connection. I mean, I didn't see a lot of that game, but from the plays I did see, Richardson is raw. He's kind of a mixture of Cam Newton and Josh Allen. And we'll see. I, again, I didn't watch yeah. the game enough, so I can't yeah. make like an honest comparison. It's just... I saw more of the end half from the third and fourth quarter because at that point, my game was... Oh, <laughs> you gave up. Yeah, there was no reason to watch any game when we lose by 30 points. Well, speaking of games that had an end, one of... I think both of us agreed the best game of the week and went down pretty much to the wire. Or close to the wire was the Chargers and... Uh, Dolphins? Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, that game was the best game of the week, I think. Two Super Bowl caliber offenses. I don't think either of those two teams will get very far if they're giving up 30 points a game, though. Yeah, but it is nice to see high-flying offenses oh, actually put up the points they're supposed. Exactly. Oh, I 100% agree. I mean, I'm a defensive guy for yeah. but I want to see defense play well. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I still think defense wins championships. Yeah. I don't give a damn what anybody else says. You need to have a good defense to get your offense back yeah. in the field. I think a lot of people knew that both of these teams were decent teams. Mm-hmm. Chargers, you have bad offense, and it's just more the same that we know. It's just the question is, do they win enough games to even make the playoffs? Do they make a run? Is this a, the year? Maybe. Speaking of winning enough games, you lose a game when you have a chance to win at that last two minutes. Yeah. They just blew up in themselves. They chargered that game. Yeah, you you have to win those games. Yeah. Because you're sitting there missing out on playoff spots year after year, sitting there going, we can make a run. This is our year. And then you just lose a game that's almost in your grasp and you let it slip out. It's tough. Um, But I also think a lot of people, I think myself included, forgot just how good Tua is. Yeah, uh, I didn't, he's healthy, and he's on yeah. the field. He's an MVP candidate when he's on the field. Yeah, I... He was the best quarterback in the NFL this week. I, oh, 100%. Yeah, I think he was the best quarterback. I mean, him and Herbert, I think, were 1A and 1B. Yeah. They both great. And then Tyreek Hill, um, I know we didn't get to our predictions, but I had him as the offensive player of the year, and yeah. I am... Just even more sure of that now. That dude, because I... He fly. Dude, he is the fastest guy in the NFL. But on top of that, man, he can get through coverage, catches the ball. It's just, he's a cheat code. There's a reason why he was on pace for 2,000 yards last year, and he's probably, I don't want to curse it, but knock on wood, he's probably going to hit it this year. Even though it's one week, barring any injuries, um, and I'm here for it. I'm ready to be a pseudo-Dolphin fan. Their biggest stumbling block is going to be that Jets defense in their division. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but I think, you know, they got the firepower. Now, the one thing they're lacking is a running game. They might get Jonathan Taylor. We'll they see. might get Jonathan Taylor. One of these, somebody's going to get him because he's not going to be a Colt by the end. I mean, he's in Ricky Mostert. Mo- I love Mostert. The problem is he's never healthy. He yeah. always gets hurt in a little bit. already. Yeah. Hurt. That's the other guy. I mean, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are easily... Uh, I want to see if they're... Two serviceable backs that yeah. can get you drives. Yeah. And that can sustain drives along with the good passing... Tired, but you're right. I think Tua is a favorite for the MVP early on. He played amazing last year. If he didn't get all those concussions, he could have been an yeah. MVP favorite last year. Let's touch on one more game before we get into some of our favorite matchups for yeah. next week. I assume it's going to be your Packers Bears. Oh, well, never mind. We have two more. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch we'll end on Packers Bears. No, they might. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on the Giants Cowboys real quick because I thought that that we'll was. We It's real quick it, because I want to bring it up because you were adamant along with everyone else I've heard that the Giants. I was not adamant. Were... I have a podcast for proof saying because they're in the NFC. They could maybe be a playoff team at nine wins. And I had them at like five wins. That's fair. <laughs> but at the same time, we also said that they were middle of the pack. I did. Te- okay. I, I did they well the bottom. <laughs> I said they were middle of the pack. I did. They were those fringe teams. They could maybe be 
playoff team. That's that's the consensus on this team. I this I will be at I seven or this team is the bottom of this division. I mean, I put them with the Commanders, but I elevate them slightly more because of their talent around the offense. Would say what lost. talent? Okay, Barkley and Darren Waller. Yeah, yeah, and frankly, you saw what happened with that. Well, that's Darren Waller got four. Say Daniel Jones had an outlier year. I he, he had an outlier year. Jerry Lawler was their number one receiver, I think. He had yeah. four receptions. Well, these are like half a wide receiver. Yeah, they they have no other wide receiver. Their best receiver is Darren Waller, and their second best is Saquon Barkley. They need to get yeah. the ball in Barkley 30 times a game. And last year, he did have the highest usage as running back. They, were yeah. used, they used him 75% of his snaps. I mean, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous when you think of for a running back. But the Cowboys defense shut Saquon Barkley down. Yeah. They didn't shut him down. They didn't shut him down because his first four carries, he had 28. Yeah, I'm going to reel back on this. Seven yards per carry to start the game. That's the giant stupidity of running. I don't you're down 14 nothing. You still run the damn ball. But when you have this running back and then all of a sudden they figure out a way to neutralize him. Yeah. Forcing the fumble out of him. Getting three turnovers, like Dallas hasn't missed a beat. They are still this turnover machine. Oh, they yeah. had forced three turnovers and gave away the ball zero times, which is great for Dak Prescott because preseason reports were showing that he looked off. He looked very bad in preseason. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say he had a fantastic game this game, but he did his job. He didn't throw a passing touchdown, but he didn't need to throw a yeah, passing he didn't. touchdown. The defense was outstanding. They couldn't take him out of the game. great. Tony Pollard is fantastic. I think Pollard had a good game. I, I think he's pretty solid. I think he's up there for a top 15 back right now. Oh, I agree. He's definitely a top 15 we'll back. Let's see what happens, but I'd like him. Oh, yeah. The lead back of there. Whereas you look at the Giants offense, and that's the main thing I want to point out here, is this team, in my opinion, I know people were talking about them being a fringe playoff team. This team isn't going to sniff the playoffs. Well, it's because they're bad as he is. I don't care how bad the NFC is. This team's bad. No, they are all bad. I'm not disagreeing that, but you could have a 7-9 and nine team make the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah. They could win seven games. And it's not going to be out of their division, and the Giants will finish 5-12. and 12. They might actually finish worse. They might actually finish Because they've lost 40 to nothing. Yeah, that's the first time ever in NFL history that a team got lo- that lost 40 to nothing. Yeah. I wasn't harsh enough, it would seem. No, you were not. Just, uh, most, I want to hit one more thing on the... Cowboys, please. Yeah. And then we'll move over to your Packers, Bears. But the other thing we need to note is for this Cowboys team, they're the top, they're the third best team in the NFC. We can agree on that, right? Playing the 49ers is number one, the Philadelphia Eagles number two, and the Cowboys number three. I think that's probably how I would have it right, right? now. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. So out of the three, do you think Dak Prescott's the third best quarterback? No. No, he's not. Uh, I actually think Brock Purdy <laughs> and I want to see more on Jordan Love. Wait, you imagine Stafford? I said top three quarterback. From those three. Uh, oh, from oh, three. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would actually, yeah, Cowboys. yeah. I do put him in number three. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was like. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Utah. No, no, no. I'm talking just from those three teams. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think he's the third best. I like be so much right. Yeah, and then Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I put Jalen Hurts number one. Yeah, same. Brock Purdy is number two because he doesn't make the same boneheaded mistakes as the other quarterbacks do, especially yeah. for where he's at. He looks great, and part of it's the system he's in, although yeah. he makes the system work, too. He does. Dak is number three, so you could make an argument that he might be the hindering element for this Cowboys team to actually be a Super Bowl competitor. That is true. That being said, they fixed their defense. So- their defense has been good since Micah was. Even before Micah, that was a top-10 defense when they had when they had I Trayvon Diggs. Them. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think Trayvon Diggs did much for that team. I also put them as the third best defense in the NFC. I think behind the 49ers. Um, they might actually be the second best defense behind the 49ers. Yeah, I'd put them better than the Eagles defense right now. We'll, yeah. we'll see. It's early. Um, I mean, they did just make Mac Jones look like an all pro quarterback, the Eagles did. So we'll see. Yeah. But we'll, we'll we'll see what happens the rest of the season. Uh, so, just to make a quick note, and we'll get to your team, I do want to talk about that Eagles-Patriots game a little bit, because I thought that sure. game was kind of shocking. 
Oh, yeah. Um, they came out of the gates. The Eagles had a 14 nothing lead. I didn't watch any of it. I watched a little bit of it because I was going back from different games on Sunday tickets, so I tried to... I hit red zone for the second half, so I was on every game, really, at one point. Oh, yeah. That's the best thing about red zone. I mean, I just remember seeing the final score and being a little surprised that they only won by five points. Well, part of that is because I think Bill Belichick made a crap ton of adjustments. Yeah. And the second thing is that Eagles O-line went bad. Did it really? Yeah, I saw the plays, the games, the time that I was watching. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) It felt like Jalen Hurts was running a lot more than he wanted to. Dallas Card had no targets, no catches. Really? Yeah. Devontae Smith, I think, had... I got a... Can you look that up on your computer yeah. real quick? I think he... I know he had a touchdown, but I think he only had, like, three catches or something. Oh. Uh, what about... Did A.J. Brown do anything? I don't think A.J. Brown had a touchdown, but I think he had a couple of great, great catches. While you're looking that up, I'm going to keep mentioning this team because the Eagles are a Super Bowl favorite because of Jalen Hurts he, and that O-line, but... If that O-line doesn't play well, it might be a different season for them. I Honestly, the first couple of weeks is weird for O-lines because they don't have that chemistry right yeah. now. But it was shocking to see a Patriots defense that doesn't really have a pass rusher, like a legit pass rusher, and they were getting him off schemes a little bit. Yeah. So Devonta Smith, he had seven receptions. Okay. He just only had 47 yards. Okay, I he's like a touchdown. Yes. Yeah. I did see the touchdown early on. Yeah. And then I, Darius Slay had a pick six. And then they had a field goal, and I think they had another touchdown by someone else. I can't remember who. It did feel like A.J. Brown. I mean, seven receptions as well, just for more yardage. No yeah. touchdown. Okay. So, well, those two are going to be 1A and 1B, I think. This Yeah, they're both. Looked out of it's fantasy. They were almost drafted on the same round, third or fourth round for both. A.J. Brown was a little higher. Slightly. Because of just how talented he yeah. is as a receiver. But Devonta Smith is one of the best wide receiver teams in the NFL. Target share, they're going to be very similar yeah, little year. I agree. But Goddard having no catches, that's shocking. It's a little surprising. Yeah. yeah. Back to away from Goddard and finish yeah. this year. Let's go into the last game yeah. we're going to talk about before we go to uh, next week's. Not, we'll talk about some of the games. We're not going to get into every we're gonna the, game. We're going to hit the big ones that we want to talk about. No, yeah. I think they're going to be big. Yeah, we're focusing. So, uh, what did you think of Jordan Love? I love him. Love, love him. No pun intended, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fully intended, too. I rode the love train since the first reports came out saying that he actually looked solid. At the same time, there were reports coming out that he doesn't look very good. But they were so starkly different, some of these reports, and I just, for the first time in three years, decided to be an optimistic Packers fan. And it was like, I'm- You heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. He's optimistic this year about the Packers. Well, He's not self-defecating like he is the other few years. I, I actually think we have a chance to win the division, which I did not think I would be saying. Well, I told you play well, as bad as they yeah. do against the Buccaneers, you guys could win the division. I told you already last week, which is very true, but I told you last week that I think the Packers are a playoff team. and They're a French playoff team. Yeah, and I, and I have them in my playoffs, which I did before the season started. Yeah. Um, after last week, first of all, no one is freaking surprised the Packers beat the Bears. All of the Bears no. and sports experts that were saying and talking the all were that favored crap. by Vegas by the points. I made money because that's the easiest bet I've ever seen in my entire life. The Bears changed nothing. You've lost a stud running back that is going to make a terrible team look decent. And you're like, I have DJ Moore. Well, Khalil Herbert's not a bad You know, he's, he's not a bad running back. I it's just he's very somewhere he's better. Better. By inches. I think David Montgomery is a pretty good running. He's a good running back. I don't think Khalil Herbert's as good as him. Maybe it was because of David Montgomery there that Khalil Herbert looked better. Yeah, maybe. But Justin Fields and DJ Moore do not have a connection. Sterling Fields, that's fair. But even still, the past two seasons, he's not been a good thrower. And no. continued to not be a good thrower. He, he had didn't... one good catch to Darnell Mooney. Mm-hmm. And after that... The issue with field, I think, comes to a lot of rookie quarterbacks is that they like to trust their legs more than their arm. He's not a rookie. He's a third year. That's what I was getting to, is the fact that he's no longer a rookie. He's got to trust his arms more. I understand that Bears' O-line isn't very good, but you can easily make plays where you kind of 
play off the play action. Not a Kronger Bears fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you do the play action more with him, get him in space, mm. then he can start making plays down the field and start throwing the ball. Yeah. But we need to see him be able to sustain draws because the biggest play or statistic in the NFL is third down conversions and red zone percentage. If you're not in the top 10 of either of those two stats on the offense, you're not going to win a lot. Of you're games. not going to win a lot of games. You're going to be down a lot. Oh, I agree. So I think, and you know what? There's going to be a lot of comparisons between Justin Fields and Bryce Young, I think, this year. Because the Bears could have drafted Bryce Young, kept Justin Fields, and then traded one of them. I'll just see one. And get off long. No, but I'm saying that might be the comparison going forward if Bryce Young is going to be, I think he has the chance to be a franchise quarterback for the Panthers. Yeah, he just has to grow into it. Yeah. I think he has way more talent than Justin Fields last, especially from passing the ball. Yeah. And I think that's when Bears fans are going to start looking like, yes, you got a haul for that first round pick you gave the Panthers, but you could have just traded, kept that pick, drafted just, drafted Bryce Young. They could have just drafted Patrick Mahomes in 2018. Yeah, a lot of teams passed on Patrick Mahomes. Even like the Bears specifically drafted Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about the Packers real quick. Before yeah, we're back to the Packers. I think that was the biggest point is that Justin Fields needs to really make that second. Yeah, the, the Bears were the most overhyped team this offseason. I agree. The they thought they had something. Yeah, and they, just simultaneously the amount of crap that Packers were getting because of their team. Granted, I wasn't sitting here saying that the Packers were going to be a playoff team all season. It only happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's overreaction Tuesday as well. We have to remember that we're going to make these crazy takes. This isn't crazy. This is fact, and it's going to happen. The Packers are going to win the NFC North with a record of 11-6, and and the Lions will make the playoffs at 10-7. and Call it a now. And the Vikings will miss because they looked like trash. And they're still outside of J.J. Oh, well, yeah, because he's perfect. Yeah. But the Packers show their team, their defense struggles at times. It's got some holes, but they have a good foundation. Um, they just need to get it together with which the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. I don't know how likely that is to happen, but it can happen. Uh, you just need Rashawn Gary. You need Kenny Clark. You need Jerry Alexander. You need all of the guys to come together and help the Packers offense have an easier time. On the offensive side of the ball, Jordan Love looked great. Aaron Jones is still a good... He's still a stud running back. Yeah, a magnificent human being that is untouched and underused every game, even if he gets 400 touches. And then... Romeo Dobbs looks like a fantastic red zone threat. We still haven't gotten Musgraves involved yet. He's a giant. You know, it's funny. You dropped him on your fantasy team. Who? Musgrave. Yeah. Fantasy well, yeah, I had to because I had to. I had Cooper Cup, and I, I couldn't move him to the IR because the system we use is slow, so I had to drop someone for him. But it's fine. They, I think Musgraves will be good, but uh, Romeo Dobbs is the red zone guy, it would seem. And we still will have Christian Watson. And he's a good gadget, unique little threat that's going to be hard to handle when he comes back. So Jordan Love's going to have a lot of different types of weapons. And I think he's going to have a pretty good year. And I think I'm already pleasantly surprised. I think that um, a lot of the Jordan Love doubters that have been Packer fans, I think they're already pleasantly surprised. And I think um, we're going to be behind him throughout the season, even if he takes a step back after this past game, I think we're behind him all the way this year. And I'm excited for the season. It should be an exciting season. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what he does as the number one guy now. Oh, yeah. And he sat by an Aaron Rodgers, so you know you probably learned a few things. Yeah, true. So let's move on to our week two predictions real quick. Let's uh, set the games where... This is such a boring week to me. After a well, high week one, what games are you looking forward to? I got the Ravens, Bengals, okay. Chiefs, Jags, Saints, Panthers, Seahawks, Lions, and my Browns, Steelers. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are the games I'm really looking forward to. I think Ravens, Bengals. That's an early divisional game for both them. Ravens are one zero because they play the Texans. The Bengals lost the Browns, so they can't go zero two in their division. Yeah, this is a bigger game for the Bengals to win than for the Ravens. 
Yeah, especially it's a home game for them. They need to show up. Burrow needs to be cool, Joe, like he's always been the last couple of years. I'm expecting this game to be 31-21 Bengals. And I think Jamar Chase is going to have a 200, almost 150 yards receiving. Fair. You think it's going to be a big bounce back? I think it's going to be a big bounce back yeah. game. What about the, uh, the rest of Chiefs Jag? Oh, yeah. yeah, Chiefs Jag, I think that's going to be one of the more interesting games we're going to see next week. It's a boring week, but that's going to be an interesting one because that's easily a playoff game yeah. and might decide seeding at the end of the season. Like, I think it will. Like, I'm not trying to be high on the Jags, but I think their schedule is so easy. I think it's an overlooked game. Yeah. After. And the Chiefs-Jags actually played great in the playoffs last year. Trevor Lawrence did give yeah. the Chiefs a run for their money in the playoffs. It's a good team. I mean, yeah, it's a, play- it's a good barometer, too. And honestly, the Chiefs are looking kind of weak right now. Chris Jones, it's just one week. Well, Chris Jones just got re-signed for a one-year extension. I think the biggest key is if Travis Kelsey plays or not. If Kelsey doesn't play, then the Jags, I think, will be favored to win that game. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's going to be an exciting game. Keep going on your game. Oh, so yeah, just go. I was just making sure you didn't have any other takes. Yes. Uh, well, Saints-Panthers, that's a Monday night game. Mm. Big divisional game. Yeah. Like, we both see these two teams as divisional favorites. The Saints play yeah. amazing on defense last week. I, I, I don't predict. Anyway, going, yeah. I, I don't like the Panthers much anymore. They don't excite me too much as a team. Yeah, I, if this is the Falcons versus the Saints, I think I would get up a lot more. See, I think the Panthers match up better with the Saints, though. Not right now. It's too early for Bryce Young. I, I don't think we could. I, I think the Saints are going to just win this game. Yeah. But it's a good test early on for the Panthers because that Saints defense is for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that defense is great. That's why I think the the Saints are gonna not handily beat them because they struggled. It's gonna be another slugfest. I don't think it's. I just think it's gonna be a slow football game. It's gonna be boring to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be entertaining if you're an NFC uh, South fan. Yeah, and if you want to see a good slugfest defensive game, then watch that one. Yeah, exactly. And plus, since it's Monday night, you don't have a choice. The Vrindhauer is at a game all night. I will end up watching the game. Yeah. But it's not going to be... Now, if he wins, if Bryce Young somehow overcomes that defense, then there's a bigger story to talk. That's true. There there will be. If that's a bigger story. So that's why I kind of highlighted that's an early barometer game again, too, for another young team to see where they're at mm. against the... The Saints are the veteran team. They got the veteran quarterback, veteran defense. That's the team that you expect to win. But Panthers are scrappy. Uh, Seahawks, Lions. I don't really see this as a big game, but I want to see how the Lions do after winning one and zero. Yeah, me too. That's what I want to see, it, especially from you. Security, Dan. Yeah, like this is the trap game for this ram for the Lions. So I, they, they could easily yeah. lose this game because of the fact they won them Thursday night first game. Yeah, that's where I'm looking for the. If you bet on games, unless you feel really good about the Seahawks, I would stay away from this game. Because Geno Smith, I mean, like we said, I don't really believe, I believe that he's going to regress. But a lot of people, a lot of coaches, and a lot of players, I'm sure, believe that he is a good quarterback and he will have no problem being the same guy he was last year. So if he does that, then yeah, we got ourselves a football game. Yeah, the Lions going two 0 That's a bit. That's my thing. Is yeah. how they do after beating the Chiefs week one. Yeah, like from a maturity standpoint, do they? Can they do that? That's what I want to see from that game. Not a lot from the Seahawks yeah. because they're the Seahawks. Well, what do you think about your uh, old sign of the Brown? Well, it's a home game Monday night. We do not lose Monday night home games that often. Really? Yeah, we have a very well. I should say that, but that record was because we had a Hall of Fame quarterback for almost 20 years. So that could play in a part to why we won so many Monday night home games. Fair. But I think I want to look at to see how Cam Hayward and Pat Fryermuth are doing because they were both on the injury report. Mm-hmm. Fryermuth didn't play the second half, if I'm correct, or at that point I turned it off, so he might have came back. <laughs> um, Cam Hayward tried to come back from a groin injury. He didn't. Yeah. And those are two stalwarts. Having those two not on the team, it puts more pressure on T.J. Watt. It puts more pressure on Minka Fitzpatrick. It puts more on Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris. And that's another question mark. Najee Harris did not have a good week one. No, neither did Pickett, frankly. No, but the thing is, Mike Tomlin made a point of this, is that, and I'm going to use a Tomlinism, he didn't get the weighty downs. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, because they didn't run the ball at all. Oh, no, I meant the Pickett stuff. I... Yeah, but the thing is, Najee Harris always starts slow the last couple of years. He's not hurt this year either. 
So it was a little interesting to see Jalen Warren play a lot more snaps. Mm. Um, I didn't look at the snap report completely to see how they were in comparison. Yeah. Uh, from Kenny Pickett, I'm expecting a small bounce back because honestly, the 49ers defense is the 49ers defense for a reason. It's probably the best defense he's going to play the whole year. The sh- the Cleveland might be Cleveland might be the second best, but yeah. in comparison, 49ers is like a ten. Yeah, Cleveland's like a seven. We still don't know the identity of. We don't know how good this defense is. Exactly. So it could be a seven. It could be. Yeah, a 10. and Deontay Johnson's out for four weeks. That's a I huge. know that too. Yeah, Pickens is now going to have to be elevated more, and I think. I hate to say it, the Steelers might lose this game. I know I don't want to say it. Right, I have them already losing this game, even with those players. Yeah, as a Steelers fan, I think we have a chance to win, but this could be where they start 0-2. And it's not a huge thing to start 0-2 because you still have 15 other games, but... Oh, yeah. You lose Deontay Johnson, who's your number one wide receiver that makes all the flashy catches. He does everything. Mm. No Pat Fryermuth, which means you're losing a top five tight end it's going to be a lot more on the offensive line the running game to get this game going and be like a pittsburgh steelers game where you just run it down people's throats oh yeah you know what we're gonna see it should be a good series of games but i just some of them i'm not looking forward to others i do think there's things to be excited about yeah you had a couple games you might have a few um i'm curious about the eagles vikings game i know it's not a divisional game like it's pretty horrible much. rivalry game uh, with the fans after the last couple of years in the playoffs yeah it's they're they are it's a fan-based rivalry well they're division winners and yeah i want to see if the eagles can be the eagles and what's going on with the vikings because i mean anytime you have jj at his plan and Kirk Cousins, who, in my opinion, is a great quarterback. Yeah. Going up against an offense and defense like Eagles allegedly have, I think it's going to make out to be a pretty interesting game um, because I think that the Vikings are going to turn into this one-dimensional team where Jay Jettas is going to find ways to get free, specifically because that secondary the Eagles maybe isn't as strong as it was last year. Darius Slay and him is going to be a very good matchup. I, well, I think Jay Jettas destroys him. He's not C.J. Gardner. He doesn't have that support that they had last year. I think yeah. Darius Slay is there, but they have lost the safety help. Yeah. Because they were 4-3 Tampa 2 defense yeah. that they ran a lot, and you need a good safety yeah. to play over the top. But I think that'll be a fun game. Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals-Ravens is the more interesting of the AFC North games. Um, it's a divisional game, yeah. and that division is always fun to watch. And I think it's going to show a lot about, especially my proje- projections of the Ravens not making the playoffs and the Bengals winning this division. Joe Burrow's going to have to bounce back, but that's really what I think the most important thing is going to be, is just watching that bounce back. I like the Rams 49ers. Maybe that's just NFC fan in me. Maybe it's because those teams have been good in years past. 49ers are still good, but the Rams did just kick the tar out of the Seahawks. And I want to see how good they are. And also watching this 49ers team is just entertaining. I think they're one of the best teams to watch. Yeah. Easily one of the most. I'm, I'm a closet 49ers fan because I love Joe Montana when I see his highlights and Jerry Rice and everything. So they're usually a top three team for me to root when my Steelers are out. Fair. Steelers aren't playing. After beating you last week and after beating us in the NFC Championship game three times. Yeah. However many times it is. And then I I like the Chiefs-Jags too. I think it's an overlooked game. But when you mentioned them earlier, I thought, yeah, that probably is going to probably be the best game of the week because it's the best quarterback matchup, like you said. Yeah. And then the Patriots-Dolphins, another divisional rival as well. But back when the Patriots were that top team, the Dolphins would always steal a win. Dolphins had their number with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Dolphins have the better quarterback. Yeah. Bill is still here. Yeah. And Bill just pushed the Eagles, a team arguably better than the Dolphins, to it was the last round. It was a full, full fight. Hey, and so Bill Belichick's in the NFL for 40 years. Yeah. He's, he's seen everything, he's done everything. Yeah. Tua and Tyreek Hill are not going to surprise him. No. It's just, can he stop them? And I'm I'm going to watch this game probably 
Um, if it's not on the same time as the Packers Falcons, which frankly is a game that it doesn't excite all that many people, it excites me because I'm a Packer fan. But Fair enough. If this game is not on during the Packers Falcons game, this is the game I'm probably going to see the most. I want to see the most. Uh, I don't know the exact time. Um, but do you care if I go into maybe like some betting picks? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't like to hear the spread picks? Oh, so, yeah. Spread picks are great. Uh, so we we did a league the past couple of years that I ran uh, with me and a bunch of my friends where it was a pick em league, and uh, I happened to be good at it. Lesson definitely wasn't bad at it, but... Uh, we had a couple of picks, and I think uh, next week Cousin's going to have some of his. We're going to alternate picks that we like. I have um, about four picks. Uh, let's call it, let's call this like a sure four type of thing and see our— I like that. Yeah, just our record throughout the year. So if you're going to put money down on anything, the four I have is the Colts over the Texans. It's the Colts at the Texans. They're plus one and a half. Give me the Colts. Richardson, again, looked good, and the Texans did not look good against the Ravens. I will say C.G. Stroud did surprise me. He had the most passing yards and the eight yeah. most completions for a rookie quarterback starting. But the Colts have a good defense. It, I just like this Colts team to be... They're the more talented teams. Yeah, there's more talent overall. I prefer the Colts on that one. Uh, going to the Chiefs at the Jags. It's a trap. It is, In, but I look, I look to see the Chiefs bounce back. So you're going to take the point? I'm taking the minus two and a half. Chiefs. I'm taking Chiefs at minus two and a half. Interesting. The bounce back game for Patrick Mahomes. And it's, if Kelsey plays. Oh, yeah. That, that's the main thing. That's going to change this line if Kelsey oh, plays. Oh, if Kelsey doesn't play, this line might be three and a half to four and a half. If Kelsey it doesn't play. Uh, in the Jags favor? Yeah, it's gonna go. You must be that big of a I think it'll be a pick 'em. There's not. You're not gonna see a four, six point swing. No, I'm saying three and a half. I'm sorry, I missed to the Jags. Yeah, it's gonna be. Well, it's two and a half right now, so it's one point eight. We'll do what? I'm saying it's gonna go from two and a half to three and a half. Chiefs are favored. Yeah, I know. So the Jags are gonna be underdogs at three and a half instead of two and a half. If Kelsey plays. Oh. We need to edit that out because I'm being stupid. Right? He's going to say, Hassan doesn't understand spreads anymore. No wonder he lost to me two years in a row. Sorry, this uh, you had your own misspeak a little bit ago. That's true, I did. Uh, we don't need to edit it. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, the other two picks, I love the Packers over the Falcons at minus one. They're at Ad Atlanta, but we talked about this. This is Drake London is... I mean, sorry, not Drake London. Des Desmond Ritter. Yeah, it's he's just not there yet. I mean, and everyone is still doubting the Packers. So this, it's a good time to take them. I actually do think that this might come down to a pick'em, and yeah. if it goes down to a pick'em, oh, I'm hammering the Packers. Oh, easily. And then the last one, you would never guess he's a Packers fan, folks. Yeah, no, <laughs> freaking hate him. The last pick that I'm taking is. Uh, the Jets at the Cowboys plus seven and a half. The, I think that line's going to change even more. Yeah, it might go up to eight and a half, nine and a half. I was thinking 10. Yeah, it could be 10. It just an overreaction from Rodgers' injury. And the Cowboys' defense playing so well. Yeah. That could easily be one of those games where you take the Jets anyways in the points because yeah. you... The Jets' defense is incredible. And yeah. Reese Hall is great. And Garrett Wilson. Sauce Gardner. Fantastic. Sauce Gardner is going to walk up CD Lamb pretty well. It's just tens a lot of points. Seven yeah. and a half is a lot of points for any game, too. But, like, if especially Vandal for these. Where do you look at the budget? Okay, I was going to say, because the line's going to change by Thursday for this team, I yeah. think. I mean, the lines are going to change. Yeah. Like, right now, I see these. That's fair. I like those picks. Those are good. I went 3-0 last week, so and I took all dogs. And I took a wall for any line, too. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm taking these uh, probably as the ones that I'm paying attention to the most. Um, also, keep an eye on the Ravens Bengals line. Uh, it's three and a half right now, but I could see it coming down. Are the Bengals favored? Bengals are favored by three and a half okay. over the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens just won by three touchdowns and or three scores, and the Bengals just lost by three touchdowns. 
That game, that could come down, and it's a divisional game. I might take the, the Ravens for the points because yeah, I might take the Ravens for the points. I don't think I would take the Bengals for say. I, I don't love the pick right now. Well, actually, no. Didn't I say the Bengals are going to win by 10? I'm yeah. taking the Bengals on their points. My bad. <laughs> yeah. But again, just from a betting standpoint, three and a half, I'm going to stay away from betting it. But if it comes down below three, I, I would take the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. But that's just me. So to end it up, we're going to give out our end-of-year award picks. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that last week. Yeah, we kind of figured, forgot that yeah. because of our last episodes were so long. So, all right. Uh, what do you want to start with? Let's do MVP. Okay. I had Joe Burrow. I had uh, I had Jalen Hurts, but we talked about this too, uh, Dark Horse being Tua. Yeah. I think we can both agree that Tua will be in the top five. Of yeah, season. but I uh, Jalen Hurts, I'm sticking with Jalen Hurts. That was my original pick, yeah. so I'm going to stick with him. Yeah, I had Joe Burrow from the very beginning. My offensive player of the year, I did switch. I originally had Burrow, and then I switched to Justin Jefferson because I think you and I talked off the podcast. Yeah. Where you mentioned the wide receivers have kind of won the offensive player of the year the last four or five years. Won the last three of the- Something like that, yeah. It's it only been like four all time. So yeah. it's t- taken a big switch. It has. And I what? think it's because the quarterback has kind of always won the MVP, so the OVOY has always gone the wide receiver. Well, the recently. Recent yeah. switch to the yeah. Pretty much since yeah, the last five, six years. And I, I feel similar to you. I just I picked Tyreek Hill. Yes, mine. Um, and week one showed it, so people aren't going to believe I actually made this a few year- weeks ago. Both of us had a solid picks for it. JJ yeah. and Tyreek Hill are probably going to be fighting for that receiving crown at the end of the yeah. season. I think Tyreek's going to touch that 2,000-yard mark and That'll be impressive. 10,000 or 10 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then lastly, we got defense player of the year. I am not being a homer and in this <laughs> pick at all. I am going TJ Watt. Yeah, I mean, three sacks. Yeah, three sacks. Boost worst yeah. fumbles and five total tackles. And, you know, I think he also has a little bit more of motivation because Pat McAfee promised him half a million to his favorite charity if he breaks the record, which he should have broke the first time if, you know, the refs didn't take away a sack and call it a tackle for yeah. loss. I mean, it's more than my guy has. I picked, uh, I went with Miles Garrett. I think it's his year. I think you just see the consistency in sacks. It's his time. I agree. But He'll... every year they say it's his year, and he always squanders at the second half of the season. Yeah. Or his numbers go down or he doesn't produce. Yeah. But I love Garrett. I think he's easily another top five rusher. Yeah. I mean, he managed to go sack week one. So obviously, you know, not the same production Yeah, as, say, you know, Jesse Bates or TJ Watt, who are definitely, in my opinion, leading it. Dark horse, I'm going to put Aiden Hutchinson in there. Fair. Aiden Hutchinson is a dark horse. That's yeah, because of what he did to the Chiefs. That's understandable. Uh, I, I can't say I have a dark horse, but I'm going to remember the week Jesse Bates had. Yeah. For the freaking Falcon. Bengals definitely miss him. Oh, yeah. They will miss him a lot. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Do you want to let them know what we're going to be talking about next week? Yeah, so we're going to be hitting week three for the NFL. We will also be hopefully spoiling in some baseball talk. Um, I think we might be doing that as a separate show. We haven't completely decided how we're going to do baseball and hockey, football only, and then baseball and hockey is the playoffs and baseball start in two and a half weeks, so... We do want to get you guys ready for that. NHL season comes up as well. Yep. We live in an area where they will be winning. I'm not going to say this. I won't say the Lords. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but yeah, we, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We'll hit some more football topics. Uh, it should be a great week. We hope you enjoy week three of the week two of the NFL. My God, I can't even talk right now. Rock fuffled. Yeah, right. It's getting late. Yep. Well, thanks again for listening to us. We really appreciate it. And well, you'll hear from us next week. Have a good one, y'all. Yeah, have a good one. We're out.